Hey, welcome to the Connect, Grow, Multiply podcast. My name is Michael Gossett. I serve as the lead pastor at Green Acres Baptist Church in Tyler, Texas. And today we have our missions pastor, John Roach, who serves at our church as well. So we are talking about one of our favorite subjects that we share in common here, yes, actually, mm-hmm. um, is discipleship and church planting. Yes. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. What are the values of our church? We connect, we grow, and we multiply. Okay. So we connect to Jesus and his people, church people. I guess that's synonymous, but mm. I'll give you a pass on that one. We grow Thank in the you. likeness of Christ, multiply for the purpose of Christ. And so what we're camping out on today is this, this, <laughs> this concept of multiplication. Yes. All right. So um, explain to us what is multiplication? Why is it necessary? Why is it a part of the Great Commission? And what are the eschatological um, implications of multiplication. That was a joke. All wow. Right. Uh, um, I just gave you so many great things <laughs> that I know that your head is, is so, turning right now. Thank you. Start for with that. the second one and it's then a, go to the first and then to the third. It's a great question. Uh, <laughs> hi. Um, so multiplication okay, is... Okay, so you remember. Yeah, okay, thank good. you. All right. It's clearly a biblical concept. Yeah. Um, you find it as early as Genesis uh, chapter 1 where God creates uh, humanity, and then He says to Adam and Eve, yeah. be fruitful and multiply. That's right. So um, what God is doing from the beginning is multiplying His own image. This is the command that He gives to Adam and Eve. Well, obviously we know through reading the Old Testament into the New Testament that something happened that uh, broke that image, that sin. But then God did something about that. He sent Jesus um, to restore this image, yeah. but then to um, multiply. So one of the things that, that uh, one of the books that we love to go to to talk about this idea of multiplying the church uh, is the book of Acts. But the reason we go there is because Jesus says things early on in the Gospels about his church like... Um, I will start this church and nothing can come against it. Nothing. That's right. So there's something that is eternal about the church. The church will last. It's the only organization, institution that will last for an eternity. There's yeah. nothing that can stop the church. That's part of the reason why we love it so much, it's why, yeah. why you're pastoring, because you love the bride of Christ. Yeah. Same here. I want to see... Uh, her successful and multiply, right? Yeah. Um, so this idea of multiplication, I, I, if you go back and read the book of Acts and you count the, the number of times you read the word multiply or you read the word increase or you read the word add, you're going to find it's often. Yeah. Um, because that's that's the purpose of this book is what God is doing in and through Jesus and then ultimately His people is restoring the image of God through the work, the finished work of Christ. And now Jesus says in the book of John that just as you have sent me, now I'm sending you. And then we have stories in the Gospels of where Jesus sends out men two by two. And uh, yeah. so all of these things are for the purposes of multiplication. He says, greater things will you do, talking about sending the Spirit through the church. That's right. Because it's a, it's a, something that's multiplicable. It is... Far beyond. That's why he tells the Ephesians, 
will we'll do greater things than we yeah. can ever dream or imagine. That's right. Um, because of the power of the Spirit. Anyway, so I can I chase this rabbit all day long. Yeah, yeah. Because... I want to pause right there because you said a word, multiplicable. Multiplicable. Is that, Is that a, a word? word? I honestly want Multi- to look it up. Um, you tell us, somebody look Pliable, it up and you tell applicable. us, you can put it in the comments, yes or no, if that is actually a real word. I'm, okay. I'm going and we'll with trust. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but the, the truth is we know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Thank All right. You. And so, um, uh, so let's go back to the old Testament because in Genesis one, uh, man and woman, they are made in the image of God. Uh, and then he says, be fruitful and multiply, mm-hmm. subdue the earth and, and this call of subduing the earth or, um, you know, I can't remember the other translation, you know, to, um, let the earth be subject to, mm-hmm. uh, man, right. Um, is this idea of covering the earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. This subduing is this covering of the earth with the image of God. And so as you multiply, you are multiplying his image right. throughout the earth. Yeah. Okay. So you see that all throughout the Old Testament, even after sin, Genesis chapter three, as you mentioned, um, sin marred the image of God, marred the works of subduing the earth. Um, now we are toiling through the earth, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he, you know, renews this understanding. He even tells um, Abraham to be fruitful, multiply, mm-hmm. cover the earth. He tells Noah, cover the earth, be fruitful, be, you know, multiply. And so over and over again, it's this concept of covering the earth with the image and the likeness of God himself. Yeah. All right. So with that concept, is it the same thing that we are charged with, with the church? Absolutely. Is it different? What is that? No, it's the same. Okay. Uh, So how do we do that through the church and multiplication? Yeah. Well, first, there is no other organization that can multiply the glory of God other than the church. How do we, um, as the church and God's people, how do we multiply um, to the ends of the earth? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, the simplest thing is where Jesus says in John 13, 34 and 35, a new commandment that I give you to love your neighbor. Yeah. So to me, restoring, being restored in the likeness of God and loving others the way that God first loves us, uh, it's actually a... (laughs) It's a Trinitarian concept. We right. find this other other mindedness in God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit through the sending of the Son and the Spirit. Yeah. So we image God by loving others the way He has first loved us. Yeah. But the end result of that, I think God is always intending for those who are far from Him to be brought near to Him. Yeah. Because. He is primary and should be primary. He is the best for them. He is, he is what they need. So the simplest version of multiplying as a follower of Jesus is that I am telling others about the good works so of individually, God in my life. That's what you're talking about, yeah. individually. So um, for, um, for a multiplying church, it has to be filled with multiplying believers. Absolutely. All right, so for you personally, what does it mean to, to live a lifestyle of multiplication? Yeah. Again, this is going to sound simplistic, but it, it starts with with my neighbor. Yeah. Um, uh, we, we love our neighbors well, or at least attempt to. Um, so our our family, we try to to lead our family to be others minded, to uh, think about those that we come in contact with, and try not to overthink 
the definition of neighbor. It's just those who you're in proximity with. It's just whoever you rub shoulders with. Yeah, That's love right. them well. Love them like Jesus. Yeah. Tell them about the good things God has done in you and for you. It's it's really that simple. Yeah. It really is. But that also, I would argue, is the church. Yeah. This is why we love her so much. It's because like I I, I look forward to gathering weekly with brothers and sisters in Christ who have the same mindset that want to see the glory of God fill the people of God, but also this glory to go forth and redeem those that are far from Him. And that that's the multiplying work of God. Not only is, is His worship multiplied by His people, but His redemption is multiplied by them telling others about what He's done and who He is. Yeah. So <clears throat> past couple of weeks, we've been talking about uh, the Great Commission. What does that look like? Um, what did Jesus intend? And, you know, simplistically, all right, in the simplest form, um, as you're going, make disciples. Mm-hmm. And, and the end product, okay, this is why we say over and over again at our church at Green Acres, we talk about this because when you connect people to Jesus and connect them to his body, his church, his people, um, and they pursue Christ, and they grow, and they are being sanctified in mm-hmm. Christ, growing in their relationship, in maturity, in Christ, then that inevitably, inevitably, that's a hard word, our producer it's is like laughing at me. They're going to be multiplicable, okay? Uh, but inevitably, uh, it's going to end in multiplication. If you're, if you're truly sharing Christ with others, you're connecting them to the church, they're growing in His likeness, multiplication is the only thing left. Yeah. Um, and that's why we say that it's not an end to the process. It is a cyclical process that continues. Like There's never a time in your life... Okay, so John, if we think about connect, grow, multiply as in stages. All right, so I've connected with Christ into His church. Okay, check. All right, now I have grown in the likeness of Christ. Check. Okay, now I have multiplied for Christ. Check. I mean, that's not how it works Mm -hmm. because there's never a time in your life that you're not connecting with Jesus and connecting with God's people. Yeah. Like there's never a time that you get to a point in your life to where you can withdraw and say, you know what? I've connected enough with Christ and his people. Uh, I have grown enough. Therefore, uh, I'm done with the mission. No, no, yeah. no, no. It is you connect with Christ, you connect with His people, you are growing, and you are multiplying. It mm-hmm. is a continuation. It is a continual process, the right. cyclical process. But one of the ways that we can understand whether or not we are making disciples is whether or not they are making disciples. All right, so that's an individual level. Mm-hmm. And so if we're doing this as followers of Jesus... Um, this is what you see beginning in the book of Acts. That's right. Where you alluded to earlier that uh, Jesus paved the way. He says, as I have loved you, you go and love others. Mm-hmm. Go and do likewise. Okay. Uh, once again, subdue the earth with the likeness and image of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going out in his name, sharing his name for the purpose of salvation mm-hmm. and freedom in Christ. Um, what's going to happen if you have followers of Jesus who are multiplying, uh, what's going to happen? The church is going to multiply. That's right. All right, and so let's let's take it there, John, because, um, 
you know, as our missions pastor at Green Acres, I know this is a lot of what you do. This is mm-hmm. a lot of your responsibility mm-hmm. is church planning, raising up church planners, developing church planners, um, and, you know, all that goes into that. Mm-hmm. But it's also on this end, on on the Green Acres church end, on uh, within our local context, is that you're making sure that we continue to stay aligned with a posture of church planning. That's right. Okay, so with that in mind... If somebody says, hey, John, why do we need to be worried about planning new churches? Yeah. Okay, what do you tell It's a great them? question. Uh, I, and I way, am putting you on the spot. Yeah, now. no, no, I love it. Um, I hope I'm ready to answer this question. Um, <laughs> Actually, I am too. Um, go ahead. <laughs> church planting, the, the way that I read scripture, church planting is one of the products of mission. So as a, an individual follower of Christ... I would hope to see the church growing around the world. Yeah. There's just no way that you or I can go to every state in our country, every country on our continent, every continent on our world. Yeah. The only way that the glory of God is going to be multiplied across continent to continent, country to country, is through the multiplication of his people. But God gives us very clearly what it looks like to be the church. So yeah. when you read the book of Acts and the birth of the church, um, Acts 1, Acts 1 and 2, uh, Jesus really makes it happen pretty quickly through the power of the Spirit, right? right? The church is born. Well, as you read through these chapters up to chapter 13, the church is being the church. They're telling others about Jesus. Followers of Christ are being born. And now there's this group of people and one of the things that the gospel of Jesus does for us, the truth that transforms, is it puts things in order. Yeah. So God creates an order for the church, which, again, this order was broken in Genesis, right? That's right. So He's restoring order, and He gives boundaries and expectations to how God's people are to function. But I go back to John 13, 34, and 35. What Jesus says is, is that as we function as God's people together, yep, that's the right. result is that people see whose we are. That's right. So when we are loving well and doing the things that we do well, when we work in order, that's right. then people see Jesus. That's right. So back to Acts now, right? So Acts 12, you have the leaders of the church, this group of people who have come to faith in Christ, and, and they're living in community with one another and encouraging one another and, and telling others about Jesus. And, and, and one day they're worshiping the Lord, fasting and praying. And the Spirit of God speaks, and He says, hey, send these guys, Paul and Barnabas, to go do what I've called them to do. That's right. And the very next thing is, the Bible says they started planting churches. Yeah. So you ask the question, why do we plant churches? It's because that's what the the earliest followers of Jesus did. Yeah. And that is how God's multiplication works, is through the local church. So this this first century strategy, mm-hmm. you think it's the same strategy today? I do. You don't think it's antiquated? I don't. You don't think that it has run its course? Not at all. Why? There's several reasons, but primarily it goes back to what we said early on, is the church is eternal. Amen. So you cannot put a, a finite limitation on something that is infinite. It is the <clears throat> only thing that that we can invest in that's guaranteed a return. Yeah. It's eternal. Yeah. So I don't have to explain much more than that, but I'm willing to 
I, I've seen the power of the church. You and I both have. Yeah. When people live in community with one another, there is a supernatural transformation that happens that they cannot explain, that they cannot achieve. And that, you know, the connect, grow, multiply, it's simply an act of obedience. That's right. God is doing the work in connection. Yeah. God is doing the work in growing. God is doing the work in multiplication. So I feel like as long as we're obedient to the Lord Jesus, he will be the one that adds to the work, that multiplies the work, that increases the work. But it does, it requires us to be obedient. Now, yeah. does God need us? That's not what I'm saying. Right. But I am saying we get to be a part of what God's doing when we're obedient. And God honors that work. You know, I always, I, I say this often, you know, I think it's incredible um, that God could, I mean, in his power, I mean, he can write his message across the sky. He could align mm-hmm. the stars. Um, he can do whatever he wants to to let people know that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through his Son, Jesus Christ. He could write that message, but instead, he allows us to be messengers on his behalf. And the church is God's plan to reach the nations. Yeah. And so, and you know, Hebrews says, the writer says there that uh, as the days come to an end, as the, as the end draws near, uh, we're not to meet less. And, and, right. and guess what? This doesn't mean necessarily frequency, although it does have that connotation that we should meet together frequently to encourage brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. to continue in our pursuit of Christ and His mission. Uh, But it also gives us an understanding that we need to meet more, we need more churches, like we need to pour fuel on the church planting efforts of the local body. That's right. And that's what we're trying to do Mm -hmm. here, because we want to make sure that we're doing everything in our power to make sure that every community across East Texas, every community across North America, into Canada, into South America, and all over Europe and Asia and Africa, that we have uh, planted churches in every corner of the world, because uh, we want to be on the tip of the spear with missional influence. Mm-hmm. Like we we want to be the tip of the spear. Like I get that. I, and and I'm all about it. I I will be more than willing to go to places that are unreached and we need to have that a part of our missional mm-hmm. activity. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we go, we are to be multiplying churches. Absolutely. So that that when we cannot stay that a church is there to sustain God's efforts. In that community. And that, that's it. You said something, because I do get asked this question too, like, well, what about missionaries that, that don't have a home church who go to an yeah. area that's unreached? Well, obviously, that's that's different. But a missionary who goes to an area that's unreached, the intention should always be to plant a church, um, because the church, again, is the only thing that will outlive that missionary. Right. Yeah, it's the only thing that will that will um, solidify a foundation for the glory of God in a community in a people that have never seen or heard about Jesus. You know, I think John, um, just in our context, you know, this church was planted in 1955. Mm. You know, where we are right now um, in this studio um, in 1955, there were 276 people that felt the call from God to go and plant a new work, um, and it's still here today, not because of any individual, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because many of our charter members have now passed away, uh, but the church continues as That's they right. are anchored in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. and we have our foundation on the rock of Christ himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that church will continue because that's what he is guaranteeing, right? 
uh, that the gates of hell would not prevail against That's right. his body, against his church. And uh, I think it's fascinating that you bring that up because I'm just always reminded of our story here at Green Acres, uh, that they had the foresight and the biblical wisdom uh, to go and plant a church. Yeah. And it's here today because of that call. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how do we make sure that we individually are helping undergird the mission of planting churches? Man, the first thing I would, I would, and this is going to sound again, very simplistic, but I think it is pivotal. Um, our, this is partly why I love our church on its simplest level we see the structure of planting churches in our connect groups, right. frankly. Yeah. So if someone's not in a connect group, then I would say the first step for you is that. Yeah. Living in biblical community, meeting with brothers and sisters regularly right. for accountability, encouragement, love, for praying together, learning the word together, uh, that's absolutely a first step. Yeah. If you're doing that, then I, I would say, man, the next step for you is, is for your group to start thinking outside your group. Start thinking about your neighbor. Start thinking about, uh, you know, we have several church planting partners around our country and around the world as missionaries. Um, and I would love to help our groups get connected to those people and serve them and maybe even go on a trip or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but here, here's another very practical way. Um, we have a second campus, hopefully second of many, right? right. Not second in priority, just second in order. Right. Uh, of of being developed or grow birth rebirth birth whatever, um, this Flint. Is, this is your story. What's happening? <laughs> so uh, begin praying. There's well, going to be so many edits oh on my this gosh. episode. <laughs> Listen, we can't be trusted when we get together. You know, no. it's great. All right, keep going. I'm sorry. Thank you. Ten, ten, ten. Yes. Right. Uh, ten campuses, ten thousand baptisms over ten thousand years. Ten years. Ten thousand. What am I saying? Ten thousand oh, baptisms Lord. over ten years. Oh, I'm gonna dump this coffee on my head now. That's what oh, I want to do. John, you said ten thousand years. Uh, Praise be so, to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Listen, ten campuses. Thank you. Ten thousand baptisms in ten years. Ten years. Okay. Can we start there? Gosh, we're not editing this. It's gonna go out. Just like wow. it is. It's fine. Everything's this fine. This is a live recording. Thank you. <laughs> so practical involvement yeah. Yeah. would be uh, not only getting in connect group, but thinking about this this vision of 10 campuses over 10 years. Yeah. Prayerfully, there will be more to come. There are lots of ways to get involved in that. Obviously, prayer is one of them, but maybe there's an area that you live in that we might be looking to plant a campus. Yeah. Pray about being a part of that. That's right. Um, that's a great way to be a part of multiplying the glory of God right here in East Texas. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of, of next steps. I think, you, you know, again, you cannot get away from the DNA of what God is doing when it comes to multiplying if you're in a connect group. Yeah. You're going to get connected that way. Yeah. So... Um, if we want to make sure that we are a multiplying church, we want to be multiplying individually. All right. So make sure that you're committed to discipleship. Make mm -hmm. sure you're committed individually, uh, to the great commission. Uh, make sure that your family 
is aligned. I heard you say that, talk mm-hmm. about that. And, you know, John, I always am so encouraged by your family because y'all do this very well. Uh, you and Emily, your wife, and uh, your kids are a part of mission. Y'all um, love your neighbors well. Y'all just live it out very mm-hmm. well. Um, so make sure that your family is involved. You know, bring them along, okay? How can we love on our neighbor this week? How can we serve the widow that lives right next door to us? Mm-hmm. Uh, because so many times, you know, world missions kind of cast a shadow at times on local or our neighbor, like mm-hmm. you're saying. So make sure we remove that shadow, sh- shine a light on it so that we can see that God is calling us to both. It is a simultaneous effort here and there, okay? That's right. All right, so then... Um, make sure that your small group or, you know, whatever church you're a part of, you know, to make sure that you're in biblical community, that you're seeing multiplication and mm-hmm. that you're committed to this because that's what builds a healthy church. That's right. You know, first Corinthians 12, we talk about it often. Paul says, every member matters. Mm. Every effort matters mm-hmm. to the kingdom of God. And there's not one small thing that we do for God's kingdom that can't be multiplied greatly. That's right. Because here's what is incredible about multiplication is that Jesus in his power can take just a little bit of fish, a little bit of bread, and with his blessing of multiplication that it can feed over Mm 5,000. I mean, that is the power of the gospel. And, you know, we pray for revival. We long for revival. We want to see it happen in our lifetime. Um, We have to surrender everything to Jesus because it is only in him that we could ever accomplish such Mm -hmm. a great mission. That's right. Can you imagine the apostles standing before Jesus as he gives them, hey, all right, now go reach the earth. I mean, they're on foot. They're on sailboats. We have so much at our fingertip that we really have no excuse to get the gospel to the ends Mm -hmm. of the earth. It's whether or not we take it serious and get after it. That's right. All right, so I want to give one more plug. Listen, maybe you're a part of our church, maybe you're not, um, but to learn about more missions here at Green Acres, um, because you don't have to be a member of our church to join in on the mission of God through our church. We Mm -hmm. tell people all all the time, listen, you do not give to Green Acres. You give through That's Green right. Acres. Uh, this past week, we had a team down in Puerto Rico helping mm-hmm. rebuild roofs. Uh, we have a team getting uh, ready to go to Florida, mm-hmm. I think. We have teams getting ready to be launched all over the place because of the generosity of God's That's people. Right. And so we want to continue this movement. All right. So if maybe you're at the point, man, you can't go. You can't involve yourself. Your job doesn't allow you. Maybe your health doesn't allow you. Whatever that is, you can go to jbc.org and you can give mm-hmm. to missions mm-hmm. um, or you can sign up and be a part of a mission trip and be a part Absolutely. of what God is doing globally through the local church. But hey, thank you, John, for your insight and wisdom and your passion for church planning. And we are so glad that you joined us in. Make sure that you hit subscribe Hit the bell if you're watching on YouTube, uh, or you can subscribe on, what is it called? <laughs> on Spotify, or what's the other one, Connor? Apple, okay. Um, whatever it is, subscribe where you listen. Uh, make sure you share it, like it, and because that would just help us uh, get the good news of Jesus Christ out to the world. Hey, but we love you. Uh, you are prayed for, and we'll see you soon. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode and joining in on our conversation. If you liked what you heard or you want to know more about Green Acres, 
Go check out our website at GABC.org or follow us on Instagram at GABC underscore Tyler. Have a great day.